0: Wandering through the Great Plains of life, things move fast, sometimes a blur. Don't you let this bumpy road separate you from the herd. When you think day's done, the sun is getting low. We're all looking for something rare, the Great White Buffalo. The Great White Buffalo Podcast with Ben Mayfield. Welcome to the Great White Buffalo Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Mayfield. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a long time since I've been in the studio here, mm. and being back in the studio, I said, you know what, there's only one person I can have on the first episode back. You know him, you love him. Practically the co-host of the Great White Buffalo podcast, uh, he's the great, he's the. Well, it would be the great gray bison. Uh, I love it. It's Nathan Dickens. How are you, Nathan?
1: I'm great, and I, I don't know if that's uh, accurate to say that I was the only person... The, the person that you had to have, I think I was the only person that would come over on a Tuesday night at 9-something to <laughs> record the, a <laughs> podcast with you.
0: Yeah, and, and also the <laughs> only person that could do it at the last minute, because I did text several other people. Yeah, I figured. I figured. <laughs> I said, hey, uh, can y'all do a podcast in like a couple hours? And they were all like... Yeah, no, we have lives.
1: <laughs> we have wives we have kids. responsibilities.
0: <laughs> yeah, and so that's my bad. And I also text several people, like, "Hey, like, let me know what day of the week you can do a podcast." Like, "All right, cool. What about Wednesday?" And it's like, "Ooh, I can't do Wednesday." That. Like, oh, yeah. what about Friday? Oh, I can't do Friday. So then I realized, oh, I'm really busy, and it's hard to do a podcast sometimes. Yeah, no, uh, but luckily. I'm flexible on late hours and you're also flexible on Absolutely. Late hours. We're both
1: night owls, so uh, it kind of works out well.
0: So a lot of times so what you're saying is when you hear Nathan on the podcast it's because we're recording really late. Yeah, and no one else will No will, one else will do, will, it. will
1: do it. While everyone's winding down getting ready for bed, we're we're ramping up getting ready for a podcast.
0: Well, it's like uh, Chris Davis, shout out to Chris, wonderful guy. He's like, Ben, I want to be on the podcast. like, I want you to be on the podcast. And he always goes, all right, can you do like 11 o'clock on a Tuesday? He's like, no, I got to go to work. Like, I, I can't do 11 o'clock. You
1: need to find like a Friday where he's if you're working. working at home, because he, he might take a day off or something, but sometimes he's hunting, and that's kind of like a special time for him. But, yeah, he's he's more of a – I mean, he, he stays up late too, but because he's got the family yeah. and kids, he can't
0: just dip out. Yeah, I get that. That makes so, sense. Yeah, it makes oh, sense. Oh, since so we don't have a wife and kids. Oh, oh, whatever, whatever. Whatever, Chris. Step it up, dude. Come Be on, real man. man do podcasts. Come on. <laughs> 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 I, I know he doesn't listen, so we're good. He's not going to beat me up or anything. Yeah, he won't say anything about this. Uh, listen, there's been a lot of people, you know, putting out search warrants, putting out blimps, missing Great White Buffalo. I'm, I've been on milk cartons, like where is Ben? I've seen him. And we're like, we haven't seen Ben. You made k- it to Publix. That's a big deal. <laughs> I made it to Publix. We're not some Kmart level. You know, We made it to the no. big leagues of Publix. And sh- I don't know if anybody under the age of like 25 knows what a Kmart is. There's still some around. Are there?
1: Yes. There are still some around. Very few and far between, but they are still around.
0: You know, it reminds me. I mentioned the anybody out there has ever uh, drank uh, Tab? Ever drank Tab of oh, yeah. soda? Yeah. Apparently they still make that. And Surge. What? Yeah. They Surge? Surge? Yeah. Oh, this is a deep cut, too. I don't know if anybody is a soda drinker, but it had Bolt Vault. was a soda yeah. that came out for a while, and that was our jam. It was kind of like a Melly Yellow, but it was supposed to be like, energy drink, but not quite. Dude, I remember a soda. Surge
1: being a thing in, like middle school or high school or there in the vending machines and we drink them and they, it was just straight sugar this it, exactly is exactly i still can't remember exactly how it tasted i just remember seeing surge and be like god to have it and as a kid it just felt like one of those things where i was like i really wasn't even that into it but everybody else was drinking it so yeah. i was like why not here we go well
0: and it kind of looked like a the nickelodeon slime you know that green it was mm-hmm. the very 90s mm-hmm. like oh it just looks Surge oh, yeah. bro. yeah and then if you like really pour it in a glass, it just looks like mountain. If down I down. find if I find some surge, I'm definitely going to buy some. Uh, they probably sell like in a gas station or something like that. probably the best place to get it. But anyways, talking about old relics. This past summer, I'm at this middle school camp, and this middle school kid. I won't give him a shout out because he's you know a child, but this <laughs> kid berates me for about four days straight, and he's like in sixth grade, seventh grade, maybe. I don't I, I don't quite know him. But apparently he is the number one fan of the Grey White Buffalo podcast. Oh nice. A- and like was naming episodes and referencing different episodes and asking me questions about episodes. And not like the most recent episode. But yeah. I'm talking about like episode twenty-two when you said this. What does this story mean? I'm like, who are you? And why are you listening to my episodes? And so and then like he got his group of friends. At oh. middle school camp, to all, and I don't know if you know this. Middle schoolers can be brutal. Yeah, <laughs> they can, and they were like roasting me, making fun of me because I haven't done an episode since November. And so they're like, "We love your podcast, but we're pretty disappointed in you, Ben." <laughs> and I'm like, "What? Why are you disappointed?" He's like, "Because you're not producing content." And we want content. You, listen, they're fans. They're real fans. <laughs> I know, but like I don't call Harry Styles and go, hey dude, where's one direction, dude? Like I need you to get Well, back you don't together.
1: have to. He he ended that and he's doing his own thing. Yeah, and, and he's, and he's doing, doing it well.
0: He's and I did just compare myself you sh- to the you Harry should, Styles. You should get him on the podcast.
1: I'm sure he's got <laughs> he's some time. He's a huge fan. He's
0: a huge fan. Huge fan. Harry Styles. <laughs> honestly he's probably texting me right now. <laughs> typical of Harry. But they're in London, time zone, it's the whole thing. It's yeah, it's a whole, uh, whole thing. So all that to be said. I have, to, I have to kind of start off this episode of, like, where you been, Ben? Yeah. See what I did there? I saw that. Um, and Nathan has seen me in the last eight months, so you can probably fill yes. in some gaps. Yes. Uh, the last episode, which Nathan was on, was in November. Shout out to Matthew Dees and Zach Moore and Nate. That really was the last episode? That was the last episode we did. Episode, I think, like wow. 76. Um and it was fantastic. We had a pretty good rhythm going, but just to let everybody know, I'm not trying to make excuses. I just got busy with life. Yeah. Uh, I have work that is a job that pays the mortgage, pays the bills. Mm-hmm. I'm getting my doctorate, mm-hmm. which I'm not trying to put a little subtle. No, there, no, no. It's just know, it, so it's part of life. It's just part of life, and I do graduate this November of absolutely. Congratulations. 2020, to what is it? Twenty twenty two. Twenty twenty two. All right, I get confused sometimes, and they may listen to this at some point in the future, and so which is exciting. Very excited about that. Uh, knock on wood that that continues to happen. So it's just been kind of busy, and this yeah. summer was all wild and all that. And so the other day, or a couple weeks ago, I think I called Nathan, freaking out because I haven't logged into my Great Wide Buffalo like where I upload yeah. the episodes yeah. and it shows me all the statistics. The last episode, episode 76, has almost 1,000 downloads. That one episode does. That's awesome. And then the rest of the episodes, the average was like 450 to 600, which is way more than I like. Usually, like when we first started, it was like, we got a hundred or two hundred. Yeah. We're like, oh, this is crazy. So it's been blowing up, and I think it's probably those middle schoolers or just people listening because I, I still promote the podcast, even though. But the cool thing is, you do this for fun. Like, I mean, if it ever became something
1: that it blew up and it was like your full time job, I'm sure that'd be yeah. really cool. But this is just this is just for fun. You're not. I mean, of course, you want to get more people listening, and it'd be cool if it turned into something. But it's not like you're really trying to pour your heart and soul into this. You're you're doing this because you just enjoy it, and you mm-hmm. love it. And it's, it's, and the cool yeah. thing is, it, sa- it seems like there are people that enjoy listening and enjoy hearing what you produce and what
0: is going on with this, and so it's kind of like this win-win thing. It, it, it absolutely is, because it is that's what it is. It's a hobby. Some people go fishing, hunting, they crochet. I like to do podcasts. And I think sometimes when I get so stressed out and like just busy with life, I'm not doing my hobby. I'm not getting yeah. to do things, and so I think part of me realized I got to get back into the studio. I got to force myself yeah. to do something. Uh, and it's also it's kind of interesting because it's an art form that I share. It's not like I just crochet something and then I just keep it in my house. Yeah, I, this is something I do produce, and so we do want to be funny, have some good laughs. We want to have some thought provoking episodes. Yeah, I want to interview people, get to know their hearts, their stories. Nathan threw out some people. That we're going to try to get to get come on the podcast that are just like local business owners and crazy stories, um, and we also you know want to tell some heartfelt stories too. Yeah, uh, and so yeah, so we're back in it. GW is back. I'm so hyped about it, and we are in the brand new studio, and this is the first episode that will be released in the new studio. Which what do you cool. think about? It? What do you think about it? I love the new studio. It's
1: it's funny to me. It, it's it's just a just great it, it's a great it. it's just funny to me because the new studio uh, Ben does his podcast out of his house and so he's got uh, well, master, alert. <laughs> master uh, bedroom and then he's got uh, two other rooms and uh, one of the guest rooms was dedicated to the podcast but Ben this summer uh, decided. That he was going to move out of the master bedroom to make that his new <laughs> podcast studio, which would so be the, bigger, so it'd be bigger. So it'd be bigger, and which it honestly, it's awesome. It's great. It's a great size for it. But it was just funny to me that you're giving up your master bedroom <laughs> for you for your podcasting. But it's great, and it looks great, and it's it's a great vibe. But it, it makes sense in the sense that it's bigger. Um, yeah. So I mean, it, it's really cool.
0: It's it okay. Tbh, and I'll post some pictures on the Instagram so you can see some of the decoration. One, it doesn't always fit the theme of the podcast because no, it's very nerdy in here. It's very geeky. I got a Star Wars corner. I literally have a wall and a quarter of Power Ranger stuff, comic books everywhere. And then I will say this wall, the back wall where the two main chairs are, is pretty. Po- that's that's great, about Buffalo, yeah. because it's pretty. Uh, it's pretty cool. Anyways, but my master bedroom only had the bed and a dresser. That's all I had in yeah. there. And then the, the studio was getting pretty tight. It was getting pretty full, and I kept buying nerdy stuff and realized I didn't have room for it. And so I said, you know what? I'll just take the bed and dresser out and then just put all the stuff in here. And yeah. I, could, I, could, I could decorate it more. And so it's pretty awesome. I'm, I'm excited about it, and I'm hoping to do some more episodes more common, more frequently, yeah. more consistently, there's the Kind word. of how,
1: how you did before November of last year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: basically November to <laughs> August, I took a break. I uh, took a sabbatical, So, but we're back up and we're running. And so I just kind of want to tell people a little bit what I've been up to and what you've been up to for the last eight months. Anything yeah. crazy in the last eight months of your life?
1: Um. Last eight months, I have started to date uh, someone, and it's Nuh-uh. going. Uh, you know, what I you know you have a. I yeah, got a track. I don't know. Like, like, oh, I do that again. Started to date someone. What? I know, right? Uh, no, she's really cool. Her name's Lou. Lou. And she is... L-O-U? L-E-U. And that's... Or, sorry, L-E-W. Oh, L-E-W. <laughs> sorry. You were saying L O U. We L-E- gotta L-E-W. cut that out. Yeah. yeah You're miss know, that. L-E-W. L-E-W, Lou. Lou is very, very sweet, and she's just a very caring person, so... Is she's Lou short for Lewinsky? No, uh... <laughs> 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 Some of y'all know her from years past. <laughs> no, um... Shout out to Milklin. Uh, Go-go. no, uh... Her her name is Catherine Lewis. Oh. Her middle name is Lewis. It's a it's a family name,
0: um, but they've always Sounds just called French. her Lou. And she's really sweet. She is. She's very sweet. Uh, Would she be on the podcast? Would she be doing that? Or is she kind of too nervous for that? Is she? She'd probably do it. Do she's it. she's kind of just
1: down to do whatever. She's really cool. She's very very chill.
0: But that's a pretty big deal though for you to yeah to be dating somebody and, and she is pretty awesome and y'all been dating for a while now I know that it's like a, a new romance.
1: Yeah, I mean it's we we met last September and then um, I asked her out. Uh, it was toward the end of last September and then our first date, I think was like I'm terrible at dates. It was like October.
0: Sixteen, seventeen, or something. Da- oh, dates. That's in like, like the first the time end. I asked her out right on a date. Like, I, gotcha.
1: I was like, I'd like to take you out sometime, and we just our schedules conflicted for half a month or something. So uh we ended up going out, and then just kind of steadily dating, and uh none of us really know exactly the date that we kind of were like, like official. This is this is what's going to happen. But yeah. um, I know
0: that date. It was when I said I liked her and that you could date her. Oh, that's so. That was official. like yeah. May. Yeah, I was like, no, I met her way before <laughs> no, that.
1: Um, but no, we it, somewhere around it December or something. I don't know when yeah. it was. It would, but either way, um, she's awesome. She she's great, and so it's it's that's
0: kind of the newest thing. This is how I know that my that Lou was fantastic. Well, was we went on a little vacay this past summer, and I don't know if you were you were there. I don't know where you were doing, but you were not next to us. And I said, Lou. Who is she? She is a uh, very pretty girl. I said, Lou, will you take pictures with me and make it look kind of like a couple's picture? That way I could post <laughs> something. And then girls would see this and go, Oh my God, Ben's talking to so and so. Like, <laughs> I didn't know he was off the market. Now I want to date him all of a sudden. And then they kind of like slide in my DMs, like, Hey, what's up, Ben? You're kind of cute. I'm like, Oh yeah, that girl. Yeah, I'm not dating that girl, uh, but I'll date you. And like, and boom. she didn't bat an eye. She was down. She was a, is a bro. One thousand percent. So she's fantastic. Yeah, she she is. Now, to to counter that point, not a single girl slid in my DMs and oh, asked that. Whatever. But, come on. Know, come I mean, on. maybe a couple. But you're like, you're, like, oh, you're
1: giving wow. a little bit of it, but you're like, now you're trying to retract a little bit. Like that's yeah. not what I really do. But there were probably like fifteen
0: girls that were like, "Ooh, hmm. Oh my God, who is that?" Yeah. <laughs> but I'll stop. I'll stop. This whole girl. Uh. Anyways, but well that, that's been pretty fun. And then we also, you're probably like, man, Ben, thank you for all the updates on your life. We just really love it. And I'm gonna keep going because it's my podcast. I do what I want. Yeah, we'll we'll get to you in a second. We uh, we did some reverend stuff too. Nathan oh, became a reverend. Well, yeah. And Ben became a reverend. And Ben, yeah. So we're now we're a couple of revs. So couple now of we revs. G- you gotta be careful that we don't curse too much on the podcast. I mean, we gotta be real careful. Yeah. With we that. we get fined by the by the good lord, so, maybe yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like like we get like a little uh thing in the mail. <laughs> it's like you said 17 cuss words, your fine is two hundred dollars. Like, yeah. oh, god, each word. <laughs> and each different type of cuss word has like a different value amount. <laughs> and it's like I could I could say shit and it's only five dollars, but if I say the F word, see I didn't say it. $15, you know. Oh, man. So that's where we're at right now. I just cursed them on my podcast. <laughs> if the middle school kids are listening, fast forward through that. Yeah, quickly, quickly, quickly. <laughs> quickly, quickly. Skip, skip 10 seconds. Skip 10 yeah. seconds. Uh, but no, it's been it's been pretty cool. I just preached all three services. Like, Yeah, how'd that go? It was nerve-wracking because, you know, if anyone's ever delivered a message, not a testimony, because I, t- I feel like a testimony is very personal and it's powerful, mm-hmm. but a message it's something that can still be personal and powerful but you have to put some thought into how to teach it like there's a level of teaching not just telling and so and i didn't get to pick my scripture it was based off the lectionary which is like a in the methodist church they have like every week has four scriptures to it and so my lectionary was on jeremiah and i got to teach it and so it challenged me a little bit to how to like get this you know point a to point b Mm -hmm. and, and teach it but also make it uh, worth knowing if that makes mm-hmm. sense because there's a lot of scripture that's very heartfelt and you're like oh like that hits home like that's my good my, my go-to scripture but then there's some scripture like ah, I don't want to really read that and so when you have to preach that part that people don't really want to read you have to really try to make it worthwhile uh, and and let them know it is worth reading and so that was a little bit of a challenge but it turned out really well cuz I was preaching to several different Crowds that I was not used to, yeah. Um, and so I got a lot of you know, a lot of people were really kind afterwards, like, Oh, that made so much sense, blah blah blah. And I just try to make it personable, make mm-hmm. it relatable. And I called Nathan and Will, shout out to Will Maxwell. Uh, they both answered when I called them to, to, to get some ideas. And a couple of people at the church helped me, you know, brainstorm because mm-hmm. it's good to have different perspectives. I read a couple of commentaries from John Wesley to like see what he yeah. thought about it, and I thought that was pretty cool, so. Yeah. But yeah, it was great. I'm doing it again in September, so. Are you? And I don't know what the scripture is yet, but i sure it's going to be exciting. Yeah, I'm sure it will be. Yeah. I
1: think that that is something that's really interesting, is building sermons, because sometimes, you know, the, we talked about this for a while, the night that you were trying to bring it together, is like, how do you, how do you Preach the Word of God, but be faithful to the the Scripture, because um, it, it, like you said, it's real easy to just pick and choose the ones you like, or the ones that are easier to digest or to present to people, but then how do you take the ones that uh, are still amazing and great, but you got to do a little bit more digging to figure out, okay, what's going on there, but how to present that in a way, Does why does that matter, or... Mm-hmm what's the purpose of this, and still connect with people. And I think it's it's fun, and I think in the process of doing it, you actually find more... Uh, most of the time you'll read through something, especially if it's Old Testament, or it just doesn't seem like it applies. Mm-hmm. And so it's real easy to just be like, ah, I don't know about that, and just write it off. But as you start digging in, and you start uh, figuring out what's going on there in the bigger picture, you actually start getting excited about it, because you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize it was this or this or this. And then that gets you excited, which will get other people oh, excited. It's, for sure. It's a lot of fun, I think.
0: Well, that's why you're so right, because one of the things that people were complimenting, like that they liked, was that I kind of like engaged them and I was using like mm-hmm. my hands. Because a lot of times, preachers, and this is not a, a diss or anything, like just an observation, but they get behind a podium or a, not what do they call it. They call it a. Uh, uh, Oh gosh, they don't call it a podium, but the thing that they stand behind, there's like an official. Church the chancellor, or, yeah, the, the, the chancellor podium. Sounds uh, good. The lectern, maybe that's what it's yeah. called. Oh my god, it's gonna bother me. I'll think of it in a second. But anyways, they stand behind it and they and they preach, you know, and they mm-hmm. had their sermon they written out, and it's it's pretty good. Don't get me wrong, like it's very factual, and intellectual. Maybe there's a good story. But there's like something in between, there's distance between them. And so I think sometimes when a preacher can go out there and like try to connect to them and, and using their hands to, to teach and because it engages their eyes, not just their mm-hmm. ears. I think there's a level to, to preaching there. And then also what was really cool was um, I got to tell some stories about the mission trip that we went on mm-hmm. from New Orleans. And that was a big part. Nathan got to go to New Orleans. He was our speaker that week. And the New Orleans mission trip, dude, breathtaking, mind-changing, heart, heart-altering. heart It was transformative. Yeah. It was a really cool mission trip. And I've been on, like, seven mission trips. And this was probably my favorite. It was my favorite in the sense of it challenged me the most. And it challenged me because it was something that I was not used to. It put me in an environment that I'm not used to. Uh, I think South Dakota, you know, had a lot of homeless people. But there was like a level of sympathy that you have with the Native Americans because you know how mistreated they were, and you understand. And we didn't like work with the homeless hand in hand. They just happened to be around. Like the where I worked was the Habitat for Humanity, which builds homes, but we didn't work with them directly. Like we worked in a factory or a little shop. This place, like we got to work with homeless people. We had to work with recovering addicts. We got to work with uh, a food pantry that fed seven thousand people in a week, like per week. So like, we got to work, and then we worked at VBS for the Ninth Ward, which is like the poorest district in the country. Right, so we got to really get to work, and then we also got to know these people and see these people, and it was phenomenal. Yeah. I don't know if you... Well, I loved... the It was
1: really cool. Um, I loved the New Orleans mission trip. I love going on the mission trip with the Coming First and DMC youth. Like, I just think they're amazing kids, plus great youth leaders and all that. Um. Uh, yeah, Ben uh, and Chris, but it was a really cool. It was a really cool experience because we got to go with Adventures and Missions, and Adventures and Missions are the people that I went on the through through to go on the world race. So it was cool to kind of be back with some of the people that are from that that same um, that same missions organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was it was really cool just because it, it was challenging there was a lot of diversity in uh, what we were doing each day. It's not like you just had to do one thing. Like you got to go, we did a, uh, our, we had two different groups that yeah, did a car hurted, wash yeah. that was not just a car wash. It was um, like the, a re, was it, a well, not rehab. People it was who
0: a, like, were addicted or addicts, they go to this program and a certain point in the program, they have to work at a job that benefits the program. Like it makes money to pay for the program. And so that's part of them reacculating to normal society. So they do, had a car wash, a thrift do they store. they get paid
1: they get paid off of that, don't they? Don't they get like a certain percent or anything? Or no? no. Or is that it, that just helps go to their them staying there and then because because it, yeah. it's free for them, it's free to them. Um, so to the stay and the food and, and stuff it's like really that. cool because they were saying and I may be misremembering this, but it's it they don't take any money from the government. No, so it's no. all donation based, and then they
0: and they do that for technical reasons. They're not like anti-government. No, but, but there's a lot of stipulations with that type of money. Yeah, so they're like yeah, we just rather do it our way.
1: Yeah, and it it's really cool because they they have um, a coffee shop. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never went into the coffee shop, but then they also have the car wash. And then they have a thrift
0: store, and they, and they had a, a it's called like not snow cones, they're like snow snow uh, not snowballs 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 snowballs. Snowballs. Yeah. snowballs which is like a New Orleans thing, and they're delicious.
1: Yeah, and it, I love New Orleans. New Orleans was really cool. South Dakota is still probably my my top favorite because I cool well geographically, geogra- but even the ministry that our team got to do because in 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 south dakota we did not you switch. Y'all, or switch. Uh, all everybody else had to do one thing the whole week but my team did something different every day which
0: is baloney which
1: which for us well anyways it was really <laughs> really good and it was south dakota was just Absolutely stunning and beautiful, mm-hmm. and then and, and specifically
0: the uh, Black Hills, the Black Hills Rap- area. Rapid but even City.
1: yeah, but even coming over
0: from Sioux Falls, the rolling hills, the rolling hills, and was then the Sioux Badlands is, um, coming in. The Badlands was dope, and
1: then that was awesome. That
0: was a place I never have heard of before, until someone's like, "Should we go visit the Badlands?" I was like, "What are you talking about?" And, and like, it, oh, <laughs> man, like, oh man, it so was cool. awesome. And then
1: Rapid City was because Rapid City always reminded me of uh, Dahlonega mixed with Athens, Georgia. Mm -hmm. Um, cause it was, but it was, it was a city, but it wasn't too big, but it was in the foothills of the Black Hills. And it was just, again, I, and then getting to be with a lot of native people and, and getting to hear from them and getting to learn more of the history. And, uh, I'm, I'm, I love reading into different cultures and different histories. And yeah. I bought a couple of books like the Lakota way and, uh, some other things that I've just continued to read. And it just continues to blow my mind on some of the ways that they view life and, and, uh, spirituality. Um, that's just, it's just awesome. The um, church we
0: partnered with was taking Lakota tribe values. There's like seven of them, seven core principles. Yeah, and well, their Christianity and kind of well, they're from into, La,
1: they're, it's it's run in, by Lakota people, yeah. And so the the thing is is, and again, I have done some research, but I do not claim to be we, an expert we, or anything yeah, of an that asterisk. nature. Okay? We're, we're not there's, experts. Yeah, we are a
0: Great White Buffalo podcast. Yes, but and there was a lot of buffaloes there and white buffaloes <laughs> out there. Yeah. I took so many. There was a white buffalo. Well, we didn't see a white oh, buffalo, oh, oh, but oh, like, from in, like, in the Native American like culture, and stuff. I, as yes, I'm yes, holding yes, yes, yes. a uh, white buffalo in my hand. And,
1: and so, again, I'm not... This is from South Dakota. I'm not claiming, I remember that, but I'm not claiming to be an expert or anything, but even reading um, the Lakota way and uh, getting to hear from uh, the pastor of that church, who is Lakota, um, and hearing awesome people, it's really interesting how I see how God... Who the the Christ, Judeo Christian our Christian God mm-hmm. I believe was talking to them and how easy it was in a way to be able to evangelize to them in a way that if you it, understanding the culture and the, their spirituality you can see how so much of it it kind of reminds me of the the Old Testament when God was speaking to Abraham and then by faith um, it uh his righteousness was accredited to him, same with Moses, all that type of stuff. I can see how God was speaking to these people, and then whenever they heard about Jesus, how easy it was to um, be like, okay, that's that's who we've been worshiping in a, in a way. Keep it simple, and again, not an expert, but it's just really beautiful. And just some of the tenets of of their, their faith— um, And I'm not going to go down rabbit holes because I could, but it's it was really good. And anyways, I love South Dakota, Maine. Our mission trip to Maine, did you? Okay, that 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 ministry was amazing. It and that part of Maine, Lewiston, was just a really cool area. Um, A lot of refugees, and it it was just it was really really cool, but. Uh, New Orleans, I did like New Orleans. It, I've been to New Orleans once for the Georgia uh, Hawaii Sugar Bowl. Oh, many, many you get, went like, to that game, oh, dude? Yeah, that like was the year 0-9. that they
0: said Georgia should have been national championship. Like they should have played. They destroyed Possib- Hawaii. Oh,
1: destroyed Hawaii. And, and
0: that was the Sugar Bowl, but they were like one game, and they're like it was a whole controversy about it.
1: Yeah, but I I I drove in. I literally drove in, went to the game, next day left. So I didn't get to really experience New Orleans or be there or see some of the history and then to be down there with the youth and then to – to um, we were down there right towards the end of that heat wave that came through. Oh. So it was miserable down there. It was. But it, it was really cool and uh, in some ways just eye-opening for – I know a lot of youth, but even – just to see the harshness yeah, of New Orleans is is tough.
0: That that kind of goes to the one of the stories that I had that was just really heartfelt. I told this in my sermon the other day. Is there was four we rotated, but there was four mission fields. It was the VBS at the Ninth Ward. It was the working with the addicts with the car wash, the thrift storage thing. Uh, there was the food pantry, which was number three, and then number four. Was this exercise called Ask the Lord? Mm-hmm. Ask the Lord. And the way it went, if you've never done the exercise before, you spend about 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes, you listen to a song with no words, just like background music, and you're supposed to ask the Lord to reveal an image or uh, a word or something, like asking mm-hmm. the Lord to, to speak to you. And I was very skeptical of this. And when I was the very first group to do the mm-hmm. exercise. And so no one else had done it, so we were the first ones. And I am the most skeptical person. That's me, this is much of baloney. And I'm kinda like that just in nature of like if I have not been bought into it, if I don't yeah. if you don't sell me on the product, I'm gonna be the most uh, sarcastic person. No, I'm gonna be a jerk, but like I'm gonna be sarcastic and then kind of like eye roll at this. And so in my head for this all the whole ten minutes that we did the the song, I was going, I'm gonna say ice cream. I'm going to say that I saw ice cream, and we're going to go get ice cream. Because that was part of the idea. When you said something, you're supposed to um, see what everybody said. Then you go and do a mission trip based on what everybody said. So I was like, if I say ice cream, we can go get ice cream. And I'm like, is that joke going to land? I don't know. Like, I won't say the joke. I don't know. And so the whole 10 minutes, I'm debating whether or not I should make a joke out of this. And then we get done. And this one student said that she saw a yellow house with a white porch and a circular window. And we're like, okay, that's okay. That's oddly specific. God did not tell me that. And then another kid said he saw a bridge, and I was like, well, maybe God like wrote me a letter because I'm not getting all these messages, you know, whatever. And so and that was about it. That was one of the two major things. And then two of the groups had to leave because they they called them in to go do the food pantry. Mm-hmm. So then it's me with five kids and one other adult. And so we're like, all right, well, what do we do? So we spent like an hour like trying to figure out what to do. And so I said, you know what? And I think I took this out of your playbook. When you said you lived in Athens, we went and bought PB and J stuff, made PB and J sandwiches, had two cases of water already in our van. And, uh, Orlin, who was the, one of the people that worked for the mission, shout out to Orlin. Uh, she listens to the Buffalo. She said she was going to, uh, had homeless kits already like pre-made or whatever, mm. and so I, all right, we'll just go to New Orleans, you know, downtown the French Quarter. It's about thirty minutes away. We'll just go down there. So we drive down there, and this is an hour and a half after the exercise. Hour and a half later, we're driving. I see a bunch of little homeless tents, you know, mm. like a little village of it. I said, "All right, hey, that's a cool place. We'll go over there," you know. And I whip the van over. We find a parking spot, which is sometimes hard in New Orleans, the French Quarter, because the roads are not perfect. And you get there, we get out. We're getting the sandwiches, we're getting the water, and one of the kids says, "Hey Ben," I'm like, "What's up, dude?" He's like, "Do you know where we're at?" And I was like, "I don't know, New Orleans." I'm like, da da, and he's like, "Nah, we're underneath a bridge," and we look up, and we're like, and we start freaking out, like, and I'm the one freaking out the most, like, we're underneath the bridge, which an hour and a half earlier, this kid said he saw a bridge, like God spoke to him and say he saw a bridge. So I'm like freaking out. Like, oh, we're underneath the bridge. And I was like, what was the other thing? What was the other thing? And they're like, she said that she saw a yellow house with a white part and a circular the window. And we're looking. And to our right, and this is, folks, you're listening to this podcast and you're thinking, if you made it to this point of the, around the 33-minute the mark and you think, man, Ben's going to tell me a big old lie, this is not a lie. This is 100% true, 100% authentic. We turn to our right. There is a bright yellow house with a white porch and a circular window. And Nathan, I've never flipped out more in my life. (laughs) I was flipping out. I was air-punching stuff. I was like doing my high-kick toe touches. I was flipping out because at that point, I was the most skeptical person. This was a waste of my time. And then you only got ice cream. No, no, we we didn't do ice cream. And then the very first person we went to, And this is God, and I talked about barriers, Mm -hmm. barriers to, like, really fill out, like, fulfill God's call. That was the whole message. And I created a barrier, and so this barrier is getting destroyed. The very, excuse me, the very first person I went to, I was ready to pray for him. said, hey, we got some sandwiches, water, you know, uh, can we pray for you? He goes, no, no, can I pray for you? And the very first person prays the Lord's Prayer to us. And I was like, kind of like this, like, like I didn't say this, but in my head I'm going, wait, it, that's our, like, we're supposed to do it to you, like, we're supposed to be the ones praying for you. And then it's like, no, 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 God wanted him to pray for us, like, and I don't know if that's to teach us that, you know, we're not better than, or we're not, not that we felt that way, but like, that's a brother in Christ, and that brother in Christ can pray for us too, and and that we're walking life, we're partnering with this person, like, uh, to see this person, he sees us. And it was just really cool, and, and I wasn't done learning there. Within that, we passed like, I don't know, 25-something at this point sandwiches, and we're still going, and there's this guy, and he looks sketchy. Mm-hmm. And my spider sense was tingling, like, beep, 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 don't talk to this person, beep, 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 this person's dangerous. And I had this moment, I don't know if anybody listening has had one of these moments where like, time and space stopped. And I had a conversation with God and it felt like an hour, but it was only like about five seconds. And God's like, You need to go talk to that person. And I'm like, No, 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 God, you don't understand my spider sense. He's like, No, no. No, no. Mm-hmm. Do not be afraid. I am with you and I want you to go talk to that person. So I took a deep breath and I turn around and I go and I talk I approach this person. I'm like, I'm probably gonna get stabbed, it's gonna be great, whatever. Like it'd be a good story. Like, oh I went and talked to this guy, he stabbed me in the neck, it's great. And so I go, and I talk to the guy, he looks at me, and he goes, you one of those church people? And I'm like, maybe? <laughs> Depends, uh, is that a good thing or a bad thing? And so the guy's like, I love the church people. They bring us food, they bring us water, y'all pray for us, y'all take care of us, y'all see us, y'all love us. And I just love the fact that y'all came out here to support us today. And I was like yeah, man, yeah, that's what we're here to do. Like, yeah. And so, like, here was my, like, I don't know, prejudice. Here's my my barrier. Here's my, un, maybe, like, I wouldn't say uncalled for fear because I'm not saying, like, every single homeless person is the nicest person in the world. Even non-homeless people, they're not the nicest people in the world. And so, yeah, you should have some safety protocols. But there was there was this, I don't know, humbling experience talking to mm-hmm. this person, and this person Being very kind and generous and receptive. And so that was just a really personal, I don't know, lesson and and humbling and just really cool. I don't know. I really enjoyed it. I didn't didn't feel like uh, it was in my face humbling like you're a piece of crap, man. But it was just like, it was just really cool to just love people. And there was no drama on the trip altogether. It was just people just learning and loving and, and growing in their faith. We did a foot washing in South Dakota, and I had a group of kids who were, were just, I, I, I'll say it, they were just turds about it, and they were trying to like, I don't want to do this, I don't want to do this, and try to get other people to not want to do it, and I'm like, can y'all not be that way? And so this year, I was like, I did this whole teaching of what foot washing represents, no, we're, our fingers are not going to be in your toes or not like mm-hmm. going to be whatever. We're literally just going to take a cup of water in our hands and pour it over your feet, and then we'll wipe it off with a towel. Like No one's physically going to touch your toes. Um, so don't get grossed out. But what it represents was this humbling factor of Jesus, and Jesus saying, like, "I, you call me the master, but I'm here to serve you. And Paul's like, no, no, no. Not Paul, Peter, sorry. Peter was like, no, no, no. And it's like, if if you don't let me do this, then I don't know you. And then Peter's like, wash my whole body. Like, you know, let's go. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that humbling experience was like sometimes with our our privilege that we have or our financial privilege or privilege or just the way that our cards are dealt, sometimes we're, we have it maybe a little bit better, but to humble ourselves and see those people and to serve those people uh, and also let them... I don't know, serve us in different ways. It was just really cool. I don't know if I'm making sense, yeah. but no, you are. and then every single person this year did the foot washing. Every single person mm-hmm. at, at my church, at your church, all the adults that were there, all the volunteers that were there, everybody did it. And everybody was just teary-eyed. The Holy Spirit was there. It was fantastic. Well, yeah, so. that's
1: what the, the thing with the Ask the Lord that I, I find... So awesome. and and it it does get a lot of skepticism sometimes because there's almost this uh, mystery or mystical kind of side to it that it seems just a little just seems a little out there. But here's the thing. we believe that Jesus Christ, we believe God still speaks, and that God is alive and active. And we say that so often. Uh, that's just kind of the the good Christian thing to say sometimes, or we say that, but do we really believe it? And so, uh, sometimes you'll get people that buy in, and it goes almost to this point of like, well, if God doesn't do something crazy miraculous, mm-hmm. then it's a failure, or we we start almost looking for the gifts instead of the giver. Yeah, we're we're looking for that. But the whole point of all of it, and I, I explained this to the, gr- the group that I was uh, kind of semi in charge of um, the whole point is uh, to refocus your mind to just be on the Lord. So everything we do has a means, is, is, an ends, is a means to an end in a way. The reason we read Scripture isn't just to read Scripture. We don't just pray just to pray. We do all these things to be with the Lord. And the whole ask the Lord thing is, is just to get our minds... Because how often is it that we can do a morning devotion, or we can go to church, or we can go to a Bible study, or go to youth, or whatever it is, and we go there and we're, we're thinking of the Lord for maybe that hour, hour and a half, two hours... But then as we go about our day, we're just thinking about, okay, I need to go pay this bill, or I need to get this uh, homework assignment done, or I need to do this, or do this, or do this. And we're not ever really aware of God's presence or Him moving. The whole point of the Ask the Lord is, one, to really ask God to maybe reveal something. Maybe God Mm. wants to use you or uh, wants you to see something, wants you to... But the biggest thing is to just be aware of God. That when you're walking around and you're 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 open to what the Spirit may be doing, because I mean, if you think about how Jesus did like walk through His life, He didn't just preach the Sermon on the Mount and then it was like, all right, next Sunday, come back here and we'll get to it. And then He just was like doing whatever. Every right. moment, He's 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 connected with with His Father with God, and He is looking for where God may be moving or what's ne- or what's happening. So the whole idea with Ask the Lord is to train the mind to be able to listen and hear the Holy Spirit. And there may be something miraculous that happens. You may find a bridge and this yeah and you have these conversations, but really the coolest part about that whole story, yes, it was to me at least, yes, it was cool you found the bridge and the yeah. But what was really cool was that it was like this, this light bulb moment of, oh, God may be speaking through this. And the excitement, it's kind of like being a little kid when you're opening up a present. You're like, that kind of looks like the the box uh, that the Xbox is in. And, oh, my gosh, this is the same size. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't, I don't know. But there's like this youthful child excitement. And as God um, is revealing some of those things, it, it's kind of like this confirmation, because right there enough of that story, you said, I'm already amped as you saw the bridge that and the then as you was, saw dude. the yellow house. If nothing else would have happened, that would have been like, oh my gosh. This, uh, and and nothing crazy happened in the sense of, oh, there was a dead person we prayed that came to alive, or they, their knee was always in pain and we prayed for it and it was healed, which I believe that stuff can and does happen. But the coolest thing is, is that you were like, oh, God does speak. Mm-hmm. Oh, God is real. It's not just something we say, but we we experienced. And therefore, I believe that's how we should live our lives, so aware and uh, of, of the Lord, or at least be thinking of the Lord, that as you walk through life, whether you're out to eat or whether you're driving or you're walking through an airport, there's an opportunity that you might be able just to say... Like, talk to someone. So a, g- a good example yeah. real quick. Yeah, uh, uh, Chris and I were out in Colorado a few years ago. And for uh, it was when we went to go do some training to bring group work camps here one summer. Yeah. And they were training us on how we need to go get, uh, how to go, I guess, do the research and applications to make sure someone can get their house worked on or whatever it was. It's like this weekend training. And on the way back, we um, we were uh, at a restaurant, and we were getting some to eat and drink. And we were uh, sitting there. We sat at the bar because uh, we didn't want to wait for a table. And there was this uh, lady about my age that was sitting next to us. And Chris is really good about just being able to talk to strangers. It was All so right. cool. And he just, he just kind of was—we were just sitting there talking, and uh, she was by herself. And he goes, excuse me, miss— and he goes, I got a question for you. Are you uh like, do you go to church? Are you a church person? Have you ever been to church? You know, something like that. And she starts talking about life and he goes, I, you know, I don't mean to pry or anything, but what what would what would how would it help to like what what would happen? How how could what would be something that would bring you back to church? Something like that. Yeah. And so we have this, like, 45-minute conversation, just talking with her, just talking about life, talking about all that stuff. And uh, she was on a flight to go to California to see her boyfriend, and Chris and I were about to get our flight back home. But at the end of the conversation, she, we were both almost a little late for our flights, because we're just talking about life. Like, it was so uh, life-giving, it was cool. And at the end of it, she goes, what church are y'all, y'all a part of again? And we were telling her, you know, we're at um we're in Georgia at this Methodist church and uh United Methodist church and she goes man that's awesome she goes i haven't been to church in a while but um it was so good talking to y'all that i know of three or four united methodist churches near me and she goes when i get back i i'm going to go go check them out and see see if there's any people that are kind of like y'all that it's be, it's been so good to talk to y'all and it's been so nice i don't know what happened with her who knows but right. there was a seed planted, and and if we had just been so focused on our own life getting to where we need to be, but being aware that God is speaking and things can happen in moments just by being a nice person, asking, and it doesn't have to, you know, be so evangelistic that you're in their face right when you talk to them, especially if that's not your gift or calling, but to just plant some seeds and then to talk about life, God is moving and active, and so... With the whole ask the Lord exercise, I was telling the youth of, it's it's to be with the Lord and to be aware of His Spirit as you're walking through life, and I th- I'm hoping that kind of clicked a little bit, and it makes it not it, did, yeah. it makes it not so mystical in a way of like, okay, is what's really going to happen here? Okay, and then some people I noticed some of the youth felt a little discouraged because they were like, I don't know how I feel about this, but you know, all I can think about is the ocean, and I don't know what that means, and okay, we didn't get to see anything crazy like other people saw, it's like, that's not the point. The point is just being just aware of the Lord as you're walking through places, and you're just be aware of, of where God may be moving, and what the Holy Spirit may be asking of you in that moment, where after the, if there had not been that bridge in that yellow house when you saw that guy Honestly, I bet a part of that was, okay, you said something about the bridge, and there was the bridge, and you said something about the yellow house, and so I don't know how I feel about this, but I feel like you're saying I just need to go talk to him. I may get stabbed, I may not, (laughs) but I'll go talk to him. So you were willing to follow, not knowing what was going to happen. Mm -hmm. That could have been a terrible conversation, but the fact is, okay, God's
0: moving, and I just want to be aware of his presence. And I I needed that last... But like the first two were really cool. And the guy praying for us was really cool. Yeah. But it was that fourth of going to that last guy that did it. Just a little quick side story. We were doing our uh, adult meeting on the very first night. I asked, I was like, was well, there like a safety thing? Because they, you know, they said sometimes you may go talk to homeless people. And they're like, oh, well, there should be an adult with every group. Yeah. And then they kind of kept going. And I was like, um, excuse me, I don't want to bring it back to that that last question when you say there's an adult, you know adults can also get stabbed and shot and <laughs> murdered. And then guess what? There's no adult in the group because they're the first ones. But it was something like, which I, I get. They're saying like, you know, adults are deterrents for maybe like, you know, people doing messing yeah. with kids or whatever. But it was just kind of like, we are also killable. <laughs> like, you know, well, it's you know, it's we're the also thing, Remember one of the
1: talks I gave about <laughs> risk. Yeah, well, that's and, the type of and, risk I like, and and it's well, it's one of those things that the Christian faith it. Especially, no one got hurt, by the way. Sh- yeah, everything this, uh, was fine, yeah. but everything that we live in some bubbles, you know, and where we yeah. where we do church, where we do ministry, where we live, where we do some stuff, that overall it's pretty decently safe, and people have, you know. New Orleans means, or we where, where, we where we live? Just where we live. New Orleans so, does have a very high No, 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 rate. not New Orleans, but where we live. But the point of, like, in order for us to truly live, there's going to be risk. Now, I, I get that yes. there doesn't mean unnecessary well, risk God's and, like, a, yeah. too much, but you got to risk a little bit. And a lot of times in the Christian faith we think it's just about, oh, I love Jesus, I'm saved, it's good. It's like, no, God's called us to risk. And and following Christ is going to be risky at times,
0: so well, <laughs> we've got to step out of faith. But I, I gotta talk about this risky story. So after the bridge, we okay. go downtown, like near the the French Quarter, where the Cafe Dumont is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this guy is there, and we said, "Hey man, you want a sandwich, water?" Goes, yeah, man. Uh, he said, "You got more?" I said, "Yeah, we got some more." He goes, "Hey, Frank." I don't know the guy's name, Frank. This guy goes hey, across the street, runs across. So like you got sandwich and water I'm like yeah yeah man he goes you got some more I was like yeah he goes Bob like and Bob <laughs> pops out of this corner like hey, what's up man it's like I got food and like comes runs over and they all take like the, you know their sandwiches and water whatever and they're like oh, thanks man and they like they like take off I'm like where are these guys come from whatever <laughs> and so like thirty minutes pass like we go down the street back and forth and we like we pass out all the waters all the sandwiches we don't have any more food or anything like that and so we're walking back to the van and. The three guys are walking, like, in a group. Mm-hmm. The first two kind of walk by, and the third guy stops and goes, Hey, man, give me your shoes. Like, in a very, like, threatening tone. What shoes tone. were you wearing? It was my Hawks. I mean, they were, like, my Nike oh, shoes. Oh, come on. They were your Hawks. Ones. Yeah, come not not the, red, not the Jordans. Not, not the Jordans. Okay, not, not the, the Jordans, Jordans. I was about to say. They were just, like, regular Nights. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, kind of, like, take it back. And, like, the you know, the all the youth kids were right behind me, like, what? The two first guys were like, hey, Bob. Little church folks. He goes, my bad. And like it keeps no walking. Way. Yes. It just keeps walking past us. And we're like, shoo. I like, thank God I gave that guy a sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's kind of like in Billy Madison. Have yeah. you ever seen the Adam Sandler movie where the guy comes and he brings the the, the sniper and shoots the guy? He's like, I'm glad I called yeah. that guy. Yeah, I'm glad I called that, <laughs> that guy. guy. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm glad I gave it that guy a sandwich. <laughs> uh, it was fantastic. Uh, I got to tell this story though. Okay. Before, before we end up, what time? Oh, we got okay, good. It's a perfect ending story. Okay. I worked Atlanta Hawks game this this year. I only got to do one. There was like three games possible that we could have worked, yeah. and I couldn't do two of them, so I got to work one game. Nathan, you know my stories are crazy, but they're true. I work Atlanta Hawks 85% game. of them. I'm just <laughs> 60% of the time it, it works, works every time. time. Is I'm working a Hawks game. You know, if you don't know, I'm a dancer of the Hawks, and so I was dancing. We do the dance routine. I do very mediocre. I was not very good at the dance, mm-hmm. and not, that's not like a pity party. Ben, it was it was a very complex dance number, and I did not practice enough, and it was and I, I sucked. But I do a couple of toe touches. I smile. Do little finger guns. People love it, and so we're done with the game in the first quarter. Like that's when our dance routine was. And so we don't have any tickets because it's like a sold out game. Like it was mm-hmm. one, it was one. Try remember who we were playing. It might have been. It wasn't. The, I think it was the Lakers. No, it was, but it was, it was a big time team. Yeah. And so I was like, all right, cool. So we didn't have any tickets, so we did. We could just walk around. But we do have these passes that were pretty cool. And so we go. I'm walking around just by myself. I have like my little backpack that has all my clothes in it. And uh, I'm just like, all right, whatever. I don't know what to do. And I see one of my teammates about to walk into, try to go to the, the staircase. There's an elevator staircase to the private boxes, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, where the owner has his, but different companies have yeah. different private boxes. I'm like, dude, what you doing, man? He goes, I don't know. I have a friend up there that's in the BB&T box, and he said if we can get past the guard, he'll let us into his box and we can have food if you want. I was like, you mind if I tag along? He goes, yeah, come on. And we go, and the that little guard guy it's like chewing out these other two people and we're walking. We have our little name badges. They don't mm-hmm. give us access to this area, but they yeah. do, but they are official. And like he looks and he goes, Hey, what's up, guys? I'm like, hey, what's up? And like just kept walking. Go up the stairs. Like, yes, like we made it. And then we get into this press box, right? And his friend's there. He's like, Oh, what's up, guys? Whatever. Like it's all and it's like all this wine, all this beer, all the food. Yeah. Like, and the, they have like these little cushioned chairs, mm-hmm. whatever. And the guy's just like dude, y'all are hilarious, y'all, how y'all dance, and and blah, 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 tell us. And he's, like, wanting to know all about our dancing stuff, like, yeah, it was whatever. And so he goes, dude, you know, sometimes they put the camera on our box, maybe you can get on. I said, does he know who he's talking to? And so I go <laughs> sit in the front row of the press box, and I'm sitting next to, there's, like, more than just his group. So yeah. there's other BBT people, or not BBT. Was I think it was uh, Regions, it was a Regions okay. band, sorry. And so it's regions, and this lady sitting next to me was like, Oh my god, like hello, what's your name? I'm like, oh, what's up, girl? And I'm just like chit chatting, whatever. And I said, Listen, if that camera comes on me, I'm about to go buck wild. I'm gonna shake my booty and I'm sorry if it gets in your face. She goes, <laughs> More power to you. I'm gonna dance with you. And so I'm like, all right. And so I just make it my mission, because I'm I don't know, this is fun. Yeah. And I see the cameraman, the hawks in the Braves Stadium, super hard. Mercedes Benz, super hard. But in the Hawks, you can see the camera Which guys. Which, I
1: just want to say, uh, we were on the Jumbotron of the Braves last Tuesday.
0: Which I also and danced.
1: Because Ben will dance until he gets on the Jumbotron. And I did. And everyone loves it.
0: So, go uh, ahead. And Sorry. I got, like, three or four text messages from friends in yeah. the stadium. Like, I <laughs> yeah. just saw you on the stadium. I was yeah. like, how yeah, was um, You know what I mean? <laughs> but, but they don't go. I will notice the Braves, they don't ever go back to the same person. Very rarely. Very rarely, Very rarely yeah. It's, like, always a new person. But, like... In the Hawks, and also in the, really, I guess the Hawks. I only went into a couple of United. They'll go back to the same thing. Uh, But in the Hawks, I see the guy. I make eye contact, and I point at him. And I'm, like, dancing, like, kind of, like, crazy. Uh And the guy's, like, kind of, like, literally does, like, a shrug of the shoulders, turns it on. And it's, like, all right, dance competition. Who's going to win the dance number? And this is how I got on the Hawks team originally. Was I was like I think i, I told yeah, you the story. Yeah, it was a, a game where there was like less than two thousand people. It was an ice storm, and I got in the dance count. And it was me and this little girl, and the girl won, and everybody started booing her. And it, was, it was a whole <laughs> it, started, it was a whole thing because she was doing the floss, and I was doing all these really cool like toe touches and stuff, and they chose her over me. Come on, man, that's yeah. her night. You got yeah, a yeah, job out yeah, of it, chill. Yeah. But I didn't I didn't get the job after she got booed, and they came and got me. So this is my redemption story. And so they're like, all right, dance come. And it's this one guy, and he was like doing like like the robot or something. And it's this one girl. I was like, ah, know, like, I'm a crazy drunk white girl. Like, and then it comes on me, and I'm like, let's go, let's go. Like like doing like <laughs> these dance numbers and going crazy. He's like, all right. And it's like contestant number one, robot dude, and They're like, Ew. like you know, all right, drunk yeah. white girl. Ew. Contestant number three. Ew! And like people are just going crazy. My whole section's going crazy. And I'm like I'm like doing a bunch you can't see what I'm doing as a podcast. But I'm like dancing. I'm I don't know why I'm using a lot of hand gestures. Either, no either. Because awesome. no one can see this. Keep I wish, this is why we need a video podcast. Yeah. Um hey, if you want to do a fundraise for a video podcast, let us know. <laughs> and so I'm dancing going crazy. I win the competition and everybody goes crazy, right? And then uh it was a playoff series. That's what it was. It was a playoff series. I forgot. Okay. And we only won one game against the Heat. Okay. And and it was game four, and or game three rather. So they they won two in yeah. Miami. Yeah. We won one in Atlanta, and then we lost one. Okay. That's what it was. It was a playoff game with the Heat. And so they came, and the lady and the and the cheerleaders like, "Here's your prize." And they're like, wait, Ben? And I was like. Hey, what's up? And They're like, "Why are you in our press box?" It's like you don't need to know my life. Give me my trophy, and so they gave me like my, my 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 prizes or whatever. What'd you win? Uh, I won. Well, this is the first one that I lost. That little girl, she got Beats headphones, like a pair of Beats headphones, which I'm sure like are expensive. Dude, you
1: still got a job out of yeah, it. I Chill. Know, I know, come I know. on. I got a
0: Fit, I got a Fitbit, which I thought was uh, making fun of me. <laughs> I didn't like that. I'm sure they're expensive, <laughs> but and then I got a couple T-shirts, and then I got a. Which were extra large, so I appreciate that they knew my size. <laughs> uh, and then they gave me like a jaw uh draw uh string back, backpack. Yeah, okay. A little backpack thing. Yeah. And so that was kinda cool. It was nothing like crazy. Um and then I had to sign a waiver that they could use my video if they wanted to. I was like, Okay, right.
1: but do do you do you ever use the
0: Fitbit? No, nah, it's still in the box. You should sell it then. I don't know how much they are. Are they like 20 bucks? I don't know. I mean, it depends on what it is. You got to look we'll, at we'll it. We'll raffle it yeah. <laughs> for the <Grandma laughs> Buffalo podcast. Hey, we have a raffle coming up. It's a Fitbit. You know, We our sponsors, <laughs> Atlanta
1: Hawks gave it to us to give out. Uh, give and it give it to Wesley for our golf tournament. That's all dude. do.
0: <laughs> 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 Silent auction or something. Fitbit. Um, and this is the best part. So the Hawks end up, that was like in the fourth quarter, of the dance yeah. competition. The Hawks rally, and they win. Right? And that was within... The dance competition was like maybe with three minutes left in the fourth, and then they win the game. I am leaving, and I'm not exaggerating. When I'm, we're leaving the stadium, I had people going... You're the reason why we won. You're the reason. And, like, high-fiving me, hugging me. Like I had I, four people asked for <laughs> selfies, and then this one guy came and gave me a big old hug, and he was definitely drunk. And I'm like, I do not know you. He was like, and he grabbed my face like it was the Home Alone, like, you're the reason why we won. And I was like, you're drunk, and I don't know you. Like, leave me alone, but thank you. You loved it. Don't I loved even, it, you but it was like, it but he like did, had no personal You space. were dancing the whole way out. Um, I was, I was like, gah, they gah, carried gah, you gah. on their shoulders. And then there was, a, there was this really cute girl that was like standing next to me, like in the lines, trying to get out. You mm-hmm. know, it's the crowds. It's like kind of that slow walk. She's like, you were like really good at dancing. And I was like, yeah, you know, just, you know, wish I had a girlfriend. I wish it was you. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that, but that's what the kind of was thinking. Um, she didn't give me her number or anything. But it was fantastic. So that was kind of like... You're like the most famous,
1: not famous person people know. Like if facts. you were going around Atlanta, people would say, I know that guy. He's the dancer, but no one has any idea where you're from or where, where
0: you're at. And That's I love true. the mystery of it. The mystery, yeah. It's kind of like yeah, like when we went to the Wesley Cookout. I could just sit down and just talk to people and they're like, who is that guy? And I always end it with, like that conversation with those girls, yeah. I went, listen, I hope you have a great life. I'll probably never see you again, statistically speaking. I'll probably, ne- you know, they're like, wait, what? I was like, bye. And it's like, <laughs> I left. And it's like, I love it because there's this mystique of like, we just had a great, hilarious <sighs> conversation. The guy knows our names. Like, I felt like we connected. And I'm never going to speak to him again. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yes, I love that. Because that's how you build the mystique of a story, you know? Oh, because people will tell about that story for years to come. Then every once in a while, like, you know, a year from now or two years from now, I'll see him driving across the street like, <gasps> that's the guy, yeah. that's the guy. I was like, what? What's up, dude? So anyways, Nathan, any needed nuggets, needed nuggets of wisdom? We just talked for a while. Oh, I'm that so,
1: was great. That was a great God, episode. Is it? We're back. We're back. It's happening.
0: GWB is back. What'll son. be really
1: funny is when the if next I don't post this episode. The, uh, well, <laughs> you don't ever post this episode, or the next episode that comes out is like February of 2023. <laughs> hey, we're back,
0: and now we're back.
1: <laughs> we recorded another episode. I didn't really like it, uh, so we're gonna do another one.
0: We, we do one a year for the next hundred years. That's, that's the podcast. Nuggets of wisdom. You got anything? N- I suppose, I suppose you know I what? Nugget
1: wisdom. It. Dance it out. You know, don't be dance ashamed. Just dance it out.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's how Guardians of the Galaxy say that. The, the universe. I'm just
1: saying, dancing it out got you on the Gwinnett Braves now, Gwinnett Stripers for mm-hmm. like 90 weeks in a row or whatever it was. Yeah. I don't know what forever. Uh, you got a job from the Hawks. Yeah, doing that. I wore
0: my Jordans to the Wesley thing. You got
1: you got you get you've gotten Hawks merch, mm-hmm. new true.
0: shoes. Yep, a Fitbit, not a girlfriend, but yeah, I got a Fitbit. That's
1: the next thing. You've been on the brave jump, and guess what? What's that?
0: You had a great time doing it. I had a great time, and I love doing it with. with And you know what?
1: People at first, people go, "Oh man, I don't think I could be that out there." Like, what if someone makes fun of me? Do you know who hasn't made fun of you? No one.
0: Everyone loves
1: it. You helped the Hawks win the only Dude,
0: game in the playoffs. Yeah, that's true. That is true for this year. Uh, Zach, shout out to Zach. He's a Wesley kid. Mm-hmm. I don't know his last name, but. Uh, Wark. What? What? Work. Warwick. 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 Is it Warwick? It's Warwick. Warwick or Warwick? Zach with the great hair. Zach, yeah. Uh, today, his girlfriend was there with him, and I was like, hey, Kaitlyn. No, uh, yeah. And he was like, Caitlin, he danced for the Hawks. And she looked at me and was like, what? And, and he's like, yeah, 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 like dances like for like the basketball team, She's like, like the Atlanta Hawks. He's like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I see that, like, I get that all the time. People. Warwick, Warwick, it is Warwick. We love you, Zach. He's Anyways, great.
1: He's great. Great hair. Dance great, it out. Great mustache. That's a great dance it out.
0: My words of wisdom: uh, subscribe, tell your friends we're back, leave us a five star rating. That's my words of wisdom. I, I don't have anything prophetic. Just that I'm excited to pursue this mm-hmm. hobby, get back in the grind. Get back to co- great content. There's probably be a lot of episodes with just Nathan and I because we I record at late at and night. okay. But we're going to try to get some more people. I know Sarah Kate. Shout out to Sarah Kate and Sydney. Um, they're fantastic. They want to come do an episode. I know we're going to do some with uh, some other friends of ours. It's going to be fantastic. It's going to be great. We love you, and thank you for listening to the Great White Buffalo Podcast. Bye.